1: Hey Lee,
2: what's the capital of Texas? Oh, um, Austin.
3: No, wrong commie, it's Houston.
2: <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it Who's sounds that, like man? we got the state of fear guys on today, Lee. Roll the tape. <laughs> Welcome back to the Beyond Terrestrial Podcast, your home for the strange, the macabre, the conspiratorial, and all things supernatural. Today we are going around the 50 states, but first, I am one of your hosts, Dan Martson. I'm recording just down from the crossroads where Robert Johnson made his infamous deal with the devil, and as always in the Bell Witch's backyard... Mr. Eric Yes, I'm
4: back, but we have some guests. As always, we are coming to you, well, I am coming to you from the uh, Haunted Barn Studios. But we have some guests today, Dan. It's the the guys from State of Fear. Dan, who do we have with us? State of Fear? What? What's their names again?
2: I don't Chris remember. Chris and James. Chris and James, introduce yourselves. Tell us a little bit about yourselves and tell us about State of Fear. All right, thanks, guys.
5: Uh, yeah, so as, as you said, we're State of Fear. I am Chris. And I'm James. What's
3: up, fellas? Thanks for having
5: us. Yeah, and uh, we do a podcast all about the weird, but yet unknown, yet creepy aspects of the United States.
3: Yeah, we like to go from state to state. Now, you know, like I say, we start in the basement with Alabama... I should we start starting the basement <laughs> with Alabama? In the basement. Wow,
5: okay, Alabama's in the basement. We're also Minnesota. here to give you uh, geography lessons, so <laughs> Alabama's in the basement, and Houston is the capital of Texas, just so you know. That's
2: right. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> so right. informative, so good.
3: Yeah. Well, <laughs> <anyway>. <laughs> well, like it is, like I said, we like to go to each of the 50 states, uh, we're in the middle of our first season. Uh, we're almost we're we're getting close to halfway, uh, but we like to go for those stories that are uncommon, although very cool. But the lesser known things that are behind the scenes. Uh, we've even tripped up people that actually live in these states that uh, you know contacted us and have told us, "Man, I never knew that happened in my backyard." I mean, it's pretty cool sometimes. We get lots of good compliments, and people like to. You know, they, they actually enjoy the show pretty good. So we're very pleased so far with what's been happening.
2: Yeah, guys, I think it's awesome. Um, we'll go into the Idaho one in a little bit. But that was a story that I had only heard a little bit of. And when you guys went uh, full deep dive on it, it was actually great. I loved it. Um, and coming from, <laughs> I'm I just moved to Mississippi. So okay. Alabama being in the basement. Yeah, I'm down with that. Uh, um, so it's all good stuff and what's cool about the show guys i think is you've done a few um bigger topics like you did the cecil hotel for california uh the travis walton abduction in arizona Uh, these are a lot of topics that you do see on some of the bigger shows and then you do some obscure stuff um the the last what was that one on the exorcism was that indiana oh, Schmidt. that's iowa or iowa yep. iowa yeah. there you go who'd have known I, right
3: yeah
2: oh man out yeah. in
3: the cornfields this poor girl I'll yeah
5: tell you what. and I, I thought that was great because uh as we mentioned in, in the episode you know there was a, a priest who was uh present during the exorcism who wrote a booklet on it and so you know there's this whole firsthand account of what happened during the exorcism including a bunch of uh verbatim uh, back and forth between the priest and the different uh, demons that were inhabiting this girl. So we actually got to do a little uh, little role-playing during the episode, and it was a lot of fun to do that.
4: I enjoyed that one very much, actually. Oh, thank um, you. That, that was fun when you guys were doing the voices, and yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't well, fun and... for James.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I'm telling you, the Exorcist is one of those movies that still freaks me out as an adult. So yeah. that story, just it lined up so well with what you'd seen on TV, but having it be real made it a little extra scary. It was really yeah, and, good.
3: And, yeah, and having the transcript that went with it was really, really cool. The way the father had recorded the transcript of the conversation between him and the demons was fantastic. I mean, that that kind of stuff is cool. And like I said, it's not mainstream. When you hear... Exorcist, you hear people like uh, Emily Rose, or what's
5: the uh, and at least Michael is is what Emily Rose is based on.
3: Now, see, Uh what, what and what's so cool about what we do is I've always been interested in some of this stuff, but I have uh learned god tons of stuff just in the few weeks that we've been doing this. I love the fact that I'm uncovering stuff I've never heard of. I mean, it's cool to us, too. It's like we're learning as we go. So it's educational as well as entertaining. At least we hope it is to the folks that listen.
5: And I just want to just do a quick point out. um, For the the, uh, Exism of Emma Schmidt episode, uh, in the research notes, there's a link to the entire booklet that the priest wrote, uh, Be Gone Satan. Uh, I suggest your listeners go actually read it because there's actually more back and forth between the demons and the priest. Uh, There's a whole bunch more that was written down. I just went over some of the more uh, um, topical parts for the episode, but go read it. It's it's super fascinating read.
2: Whoa, that's that's messed up, man. That is so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, uh, you know, I'm having this conversation with the devil. We should probably write it down just so people know, yeah. like what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting there going,
3: Why, where in the world did he find the time to do this and stay calm enough to actually be able to write it down? Uh, You you want to repeat
2: that for me, please? (laughs) Oh, you know what, Lee? That just reminds me of um, the interview you did with uh, Bill for the Holy Water incident.
4: Yes, yes, he he took the time to write that down. Right at the same time, Um, and at the very beginning of this season, we did a. I did an interview with uh, um, William Dorian. Um, and he was with the, uh, he wrote a book on that he called the holy water incident. And essentially it was about him exercising and working with, uh, um, spiritualists to exercise demons from his daughter. And it was just an amazing, and he, he wrote a lot of that stuff down. He was a journalist by nature. That's what he did for a living. So he wrote a lot of that stuff down immediately after the occurrence happened because he figured that documenting it was the best idea. Um, yeah. and it's something that I would have never thought of doing, but looking back on it, it's like, that's, that's the smart move.
5: <laughs> yeah. Man. Cause a lot of these don't get, I mean, they get documented, but they don't get released out to public consumption. So, you know, we're yeah. we're left with usually with like secondhand accounts of what happens during these exorcisms. So other than that one in the the Begone Satan, those are probably only two that I've heard of that are firsthand accounts of what happens behind closed doors.
3: Yeah. And I was sitting here. all I was impressed, too, because instead of fleeing, I mean, they left the room on a couple of occasions to gather their thoughts. But the fact that they chased this girl down, flying up on the wall and clinging to it. But these big German nuns grabbed her and yanked her down and put her back on the bed, you know. I'm sitting there going, man, they got guts. They got
5: they guts. Got lots <laughs> of guts. Yeah, man. That's, yeah.
3: that's
2: yeah. Well, crazy. Well, you know, you know what? I think uh, we've gotten into this one pretty good, and we should leave a little bit for people because <laughs> it is so messed up. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I honestly just thought of the relationship of that show to the Holy Water incident. That was that was crazy. Um, you know what's great about the 21st century is. Like, people can self-publish books now. They can go on podcasts like this, independent podcasts. Mm -hmm. Like, the dissemination of information is so much easier today than it used to be. Oh, yeah. Uh, You know, that priest had to write down a pamphlet. I know. (laughs) Maybe it got distributed to a few local priests, you know, uh, a couple of parishes, churches, whatever. Maybe a few hundred people read it ever. Right. Until...
3: Well yeah. now you've got so. speech to text and you can just sit there and turn the phone on and start hollering and recording everything that's going on. So I,
4: I imagined like a courthouse dictation um agent just sitting there in the background
3: <laughs> <laughs> the stenographer. <laughs> yes. With a with a helmet and a face shield for the puke and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah.
4: Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Completely dumb. disinterested in the whole thing though at yeah, the same yeah. time. Like just...
3: just waiting for lunchtime to come around.
4: Exactly.
6: Yeah.
3: Yeah, and like we mentioned, the reason we got into it, like I said, it was, it's it's all interesting, especially sexorcism and stuff, is because Chris and I are both paranormal investigators. We've been friends for about 10 years now, and uh, we're in a group together, and we go, we've been to the supposed, quote-unquote, most haunted, or most demon, demonically haunted location in the United States. That was the Sedumsville Rectory in Cincinnati, Ohio, and... We crashed on the floor and we snoring, you know? So it was like, <laughs> we love this stuff. It's, it, I mean, I saw my first shadow person there. Cool stuff, things like that. So um, we took this love and decided to, Turn it up a notch, and not just do paranormal, but do the cryptids, do the true crime. Just go around the globe, and just do whatever is interesting in the state. It doesn't have to, you know. We're looking for all kinds of different topics and things like that. So, and, any, and
5: Dan, good to go to go back to your comment about uh, the two episodes we did on the bigger uh, topics, Cecil and um, the Travis Walton. Yeah. Uh, the Travis Walton came about because we actually got a chance to meet him a few years ago at a convention down here. Yeah. Uh, and spoke to him about his his event and everything, and and so we're like, you know. what, Let's let's do one on him and let's talk about the the difference between the movie and what actually happened um, to sort of, you know, kind of, you know, uh, separate the two. And then the Cecil was something that I had uh, wanted to do. I think James had found it, but believe it or not, it was actually all new for James. He had not heard anything about the Cecil. So this topic was brand new for him. And that's one of the things that we (laughs) like about it is that some of these are new for one of us, but many of these are new for both of us. So like the Idaho one was new for both of us. The exorcism was new for both of us.
3: Colorado, if y'all, I don't know if y'all grazed through it. Uh, the Colorado cannibal, Alfred Packer. He'd never heard of him, but he's a big deal in Colorado, where I'm from. So it's uh, it's always it, fun to
5: see. And what's fun for me is when I, because a lot of times I, I do all the research, and so James doesn't see the uh, research until the day of we record. And so when I'm reading it to him, his reactions are the best because <laughs> I mean it's constantly like what. Are you serious? <laughs> Come on. Yeah,
3: and I few, love those reactions. A few expletive deleted. Yeah. Deleted's yeah. In there, you know? <laughs> we're trying to keep state of fear on another playing field. Then what the suck. Of course, you know, we're trying to keep them. Right. Leave you separate. Uh, so, yeah, yeah,
5: it's, it's a lot, it's a lot of fun to see his reactions to like tonight, yeah. the episode we recorded tonight for Kentucky. He was like, what, what the hell? I was like, yep, yeah, that's what happened. So, yeah.
3: It was Louisiana.
5: Louisiana, <laughs> sorry, Louisiana, sorry. <laughs> Kentucky comes out. Uh, yeah. yeah, sorry.
2: Yeah, that's so, all right. Uh, go for it, Lee.
4: Now that Kentucky's been brought up, uh, I am. You know, I'm in the Bell Witch's backyard, which is just. Uh, you know, I could spit into Kentucky from where I'm living. Yeah. Um. So, can you give us a little um spoiler on on that? Maybe not a spoiler. How about a? Uh, how about uh What is it? Uh
2: a teaser teaser,
4: a teaser there's the word i'm looking for
5: uh yeah we can we can give you a teaser i'll give you a three letter teaser how about that okay. Uh, okay ufo
2: yep Ooh. yeah we love it um that's good stuff um
3: I'll, uh, the, the title is basically it's the uh 19 uh, it's
2: it,
5: that leave it a teaser james leave it a oh, teaser leave it at leave teaser it, leave the teaser leave yeah. the teaser
3: all right
2: no yeah. uh I think just, I already know what it of, is. Speaking of <laughs> UFOs in Kentucky, uh-huh. I'm just going to throw this out there. Lee and I have plans. We're going to try if it goes off this year, because who knows this year with all the coronavirus stuff. Right. But we are going to try and make the little Green Man Festival in Kelly, Kentucky. Oh,
3: cool! Nice. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Um, awesome. We'll see. We'll see if it happens. Um, Good luck with that, but tells. yeah, dude, Kentucky UFOs, man. You can't. You can't no. beat them. <laughs> no. <laughs> <There's> something- <laughs> There's something special about the blue <laughs> guy. I don't know what it is.
3: They normally, preceded <laughs> by "What the hell is that?"
4: <laughs> <laughs>
5: that's
2: pretty accurate. May,
5: maybe some moonshine, but that's just here or there. So, yeah,
2: yes, yes. Well, you know, you guys were talking, Chris, about how you do the research and uh, you get James's reactions to stuff. Mm-hmm. I think we should take a little bit of a deep dive into the Idaho story you guys did. Okay, I. I'm an Idaho native, uh, born and raised in Moscow, spent a little bit of time in Clarkston. I lived about five years down in the Lewis-Clark Valley. Oh, okay. Um, Lee Lee spent quite a bit of time up around Moscow. So we've both been to Lewiston. We can add a little bit of context and a little bit of history to the story that you guys told. Cool. And I think we should just uh, jump right into it. Let's do it. We won't go... We won't go into too many details because we want people to go listen to the show. But essentially, it's a true crime story. Yes. And what happened was five people went missing in the Lewis Clark Valley in the span of three years between 1979 and 1982. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, Some of them were found very much dead and in Mm -hmm. one case dismembered, which is very disturbing. Yeah. Um some of them have never been found, including a 12-year-old girl named Christina White. Yeah. Uh, the the went,
5: first victim, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh she went to the Assaton County Fair and stayed with a friend was supposed to ride her bike back to her house and just never made it
5: and has been found today. So, That's
2: right. yeah. Yeah. Very disturbing. Um now, you know, me and Lee both have daughters, right? this day day and age uh, that's not something you would that's not something people do as much anymore just let their kids have the run of the town riding their bikes
3: everywhere yeah you're absolutely right when i was a kid uh shoot down here in houston when i'd be here for the summer i was eight nine years old me and my best friend at the time when i was a kid david richter we'd walk and he's he passed away now but anyway i I don't know if that has much bearing on a conversation, but anyway, he, uh, <laughs> we would walk miles and cross major highways to get to the castle golf and go play video games or go ride go-kart. And we'd mm-hmm. roam around in the middle of the night. We went down to seven 11 at 12 o'clock. I mean, you could do stuff back then. Hell, when I was three years old, I used to escape from my house and wander around the neighborhood. You can't do that stuff anymore. It's just too dangerous. And it's and you know, people just have to be more careful and, because they've realized just how much bad stuff there is out there, so thank God things have tightened up a lot.
4: Yeah, even yeah. in even you know in the early two thousands, late nineties, um, when I was a kid and that, roughly that age, well, I lived in a small town and I'd walk all over that small town alone, like yeah. eight nine years old. Um, yep. But anymore, even in the small towns, you 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 just don't want to do it.
5: No, no, and I, I'm the same here. When I, I was in the nineties, when I was uh, like a, a preteen teen. You know, my my friend and I we lived uh, live in El Paso, and so we used to go actually go out into the desert, middle of the desert for like hours and mm-hmm. go climb the mountains and and then come back and home and and nothing happened. But, I mean, you can't do anything like that at all today, yeah, yeah. the closest so, I do
4: with my daughter, she's about nine or ten now, and I'll let her go in the uh, in the housing complex because I'm a big military town. I'm in Clarksville. Um, you know okay. we've got um big military town. Ninety percent of the people that live in our housing complex are military people. And I'm just uh-huh. like, ah. I feel pretty safe in the housing complex.
5: Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
2: (laughs) Other than that,
4: I'm like, you don't leave, you don't leave that area.
2: (laughs) No. Yeah. Yeah. Well guys, when I was a kid in Clarkston, uh, Mm -hmm. I had a single parent, just my mom and I'd walk back and forth to school. And every now and then, you know, you take the, you take the long way with some of your friends to go Mm -hmm. by their place or whatever. Um, and you're walking by yourself for a few miles through town and, you Know that was in the same place, uh, you know, probably gosh, this has got to be about 10, yeah, about 10 12 years after those murders. Oh, so, wow, so it's still fresh mm-hmm. then, yeah. That's yeah, that's no time at all, yeah. And there, there was, uh, you know, there's plenty of boogeyman stories, of course, as a kid, you don't get all the details, oh, of course, um, yeah, but you there are tales of a, a boogeyman like figure who's going to snatch kids up. And when you're a kid who walks back and forth to school every day, pretty much by yourself, yeah. Yeah, you know, little <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now, I didn't uh,
3: map it. I didn't map it, but, uh, my best friend, uh, Jim lives up in Kellogg. He's a minor oh, in yeah. Kellogg mm-hmm. and, you know, Coeur I know that area pretty good because I always mm-hmm. fly into Spokane and then I drive over. Yeah. Uh, about how far is that from the, the valley? Ooh, oh, you're
2: probably, looking at... Uh, it's an hour
4: drive to Moscow from Coeur d'Alene, roughly. Okay.
2: Okay. Oh, longer so, than that. Yeah, you're looking, you're looking at about two hours at
0: least. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh,
2: okay. But the good news is they've improved the highway, Highway 95 uh, through there. Okay. Um, So it's actually four lanes in a lot of places. And uh, as long as there's no state troopers... Uh, you can do a pretty good pace down there. Uh, <laughs> okay. But, I was just but,
3: wondering um, because I actually didn't dig into that when uh, we yeah. were doing the episode. I was, I would, I yeah. talked about the fact that I spend some time up there, but I never really checked into about how far away it was from where I usually end up. So
2: yeah. Cool. Well, one of the things you're going to watch out for though is if you ever did drive down to the valley, there's a Idaho State Patrol office in Lewiston. Uh, just at the base of the Lewiston grade. And they like to hang out in that four lane highway up above Lewiston, uh, right around the Genesee type area, which is where, um, according to some stories, one of the victims may have been abducted.
5: Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Talking about Kristen yeah. David. Uh
2: huh. Yeah. Now back, back then the highway was just two lanes, mm-hmm. uh, but the new Lewiston grade was in uh, the city of Lewiston is in this valley. It's only like seven hundred and ten feet above sea level um, you go up the hill it's like twenty four hundred feet above sea level that's yeah, oh a good gosh.
4: yeah it's a good yes. climb to go out of the to climb out of the valley um even yeah. with the improved and, uh, and and newer version that they've got it's still a pretty good climb
3: yeah. um what are the... the inter- uh... Now I'm hearing that hiker music, the what's that cliffhanger music from the Price is right?
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I hear
1: you.
2: No, it's it's down there quite a ways
0: in a hole.
4: Let's hear from some of our friends at Forthhand.
0: Hello, this is Michael from Pennyhaven. What is Pennyhaven, you ask? Well, Pennyhaven is my YouTube channel. On this channel, I share with the viewer some awesome coins from my collection and the new ones I pick up every week. I also have a bunch of informative videos that show you what to look for in your own pocket so you can realize the worth above face value in circulated money. I'll teach you how you can get silver coins for free or at face value. I'll even tell you how you can get a free piece of gold in the mail. Absolutely free and beautiful. So come on over, subscribe watch my playlist of informational videos, or anything that catches your eye. Send me an email to find out how to get some free gold and start getting the most out of your money. So please, go to YouTube.com and search for Penny Haven. That's P-E-N-N-Y-H-A-V-E-N on YouTube.
2: Is and a- actually, fun fact: Lewiston is the furthest inland seaport in the United States. Dan, you stole Didn't my
4: thunder. It. I wanted to bring
2: that fun fact to the table. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's <Man>. okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, my family—they uh, farm up around Moscow and stuff. So all their crops have to be shipped down to Lewiston, put on barges, and then they go down the Snake River into the Columbia. Down to Portland and then out to wherever—China, oh. Australia, okay. who knows?
3: Yeah. Oh, that's cool because that, it's so. good to hear some extra things on it. Because my my best bud is kind of a dope. He ain't a historian type. He's he's all right. He not he, But he doesn't. <laughs> he's a Colorado man like myself. He. You know, he moved around a lot. He was in the Army like I was and stuff. And he settled out there a long time ago and became a minor, but he doesn't really leave the area. So it's kind of nice to hear some of the extra stuff out there because all I knew about Idaho before I started looking into any of it was potatoes and blue football fields.
2: That was it. Oh, yeah. I'm not lying. That's it. There you go. There you go. See, Well, I understand.
6: you know, There's
2: but. two things that people know about Idaho: potatoes and blue football field. One <laughs> of those things I hate with a passion, and it's not the potatoes. <laughs> uh, I, I uh, so I'm I'm a fan of the University of Idaho, Idaho's flagship institution of higher learning in Moscow, not that Boise Junior College. Um, Boise <laughs> Boise is not a state. So. They, uh, most, <laughs> Those are all facts and I've I've made my peace with that. Now there's one more fact there's a couple more facts about Lewiston. Uh, right. Lewiston was the, actually the first capital of Idaho, not a lot of people know that. Interesting. Um, I
4: thought I thought Moscow was the first capital of Idaho.
2: No, Lewiston was um and they stole it. They they took all the state documents and charter and everything and shifted it all down to Boise in the middle of the night. Um So it was stolen from Lewiston. People in North Idaho were very pissed about it. And that's why the University of Idaho was put in Moscow to Mm. appease North Idahoans.
6: Um,
2: Because they were were talking about splitting off and going to Washington. This is in like the 1890s, 1880s. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's going to (laughs) trim off
3: that little, he's going to take off the top and... (laughs) Yeah,
4: yeah. (laughs) In a lot of ways, it... The, the culture there is more like, uh, Washington than it is Southern Idaho anyway, but yeah, moving yeah. on.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, Southern, uh, Southern Idaho, Northern Utah, call it what you want. Um, <laughs> yeah. but,
4: this is uh, where we uh, rant about our rivalry yeah. between the
2: two sides <laughs> of the state. <laughs> we got one more Lee. I got one more Lewis. In fact, um, Lewis in, in any of your research, Chris, uh-huh. did anyone mention the smell that the town has.
5: <laughs> oh. You know, uh I'm afraid that did not come up in my research.
2: No. no
3: there was nothing about Lee. any aromatic defense. Mm. Uh...
2: Please please describe the yes. the milieu, the special sense uh so, from your memory that is Lewiston, Idaho.
4: So I believe it comes from like a paper mill, but uh it's it's a strange mix of scents. The hmm. it's kind of like if you put a sewage treatment plant right on the bank of like the Mississippi uh, in a hot summer um, when it's oh. nice and algae, right? It, oh man! It, it's just gr- like I you can't even. It's hard to describe. That's probably the best description I've ever given of it.
2: i I've, <laughs> I've always thought maybe if you. Um, If you had really really bad bo, and you Uh were able to concentrate it in some swamp water, and then release it, um, I think that's that's always been the smell. I think. (laughs) Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, that is that's that's terrible. That that's it's like a really
4: swampy. Yeah, yeah. Wow.
5: No, I I would not expect that from Idaho, like at all. I would expect like French fry or or potato smell or something, but (laughs) not.
2: I know you would think. well, see, it's it's down in this hole that's so deep, and that pulp mill is putting out this yeah. special smell in all okay. these uh, special ponds. If you've ever been by a pulp mill, um, down down here, I've seen a few in Louisiana and stuff like that. They have some down here for the timber industry in mm-hmm. this area. Um, and, yeah, they stink. Like, pulp mills stink no matter wow. where you go. So wow. that's just a fact of it. But um, <laughs> it's... It's one of the big businesses in town, so it employs a lot of people there. Um, gosh, all kinds what of else?
3: Knowledge tonight.
2: Oh yeah, dude, we got all kinds of stuff. Well, um, now I'm
3: intrigued. I think I shall take a trip
2: down there the next time I'm in town just to get a whiff. Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> you, you could go. You could go fishing down by the confluence. Um, some good fishing down there where the clear water meets the snake. So yeah. it's I've actually been in large.
3: Yeah, I've been in large gatherings with everybody's eating Mexican food. I think I can handle it. Yeah, I think we'll be all right.
2: It
4: also depends on the day. Some days it's not too bad, and other days it's just horrendous. So, yeah, so <laughs> that's true.
5: You need to go on a really like hot, humid day, James. I think yeah. that's when you get the best smell, probably. Yeah.
4: I'm pretty sure that is.
3: <laughs> yeah, I gotta investigate that, and I gotta investigate that, uh, that, that lawless zone down there that I've heard so much about, the Yellowstone. You
6: yes know, yes the,
2: the the yellowstone free murder section yeah.
3: yes <laughs> Funnily, not, not to actually commit the crime i'm just interested <laughs> in going in it and saying man it's funny a, enough
4: yeah, it, i actually lived in idaho falls which is just uh just about two and a half hours give or take uh from that yellowstone kill zone oh so, wow
3: yeah that was a very interesting thing that we came across and i was like man
5: yeah and it, it was it was funny because because uh, Dan you um, you provided the personal encounter for our Idaho episode which we were very thankful for and, absolutely uh, it was very and nice enjoyed very. it no and it's funny you uh, you mentioned that and James and I both laughed because we had actually talked about it during the episode of course oh, you oh. had no time because we hadn't recorded it yet but we're like yeah uh, great minds think alike we're definitely thinking the murder free mm-hmm. zone you know
2: yeah it's a <laughs> real thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people don't realize how sparsely populated parts of the state are. Yeah. Um, something, something like a full third of the state is, uh, full on wilderness areas, wow. like ro- roadless areas. You can't have an engine in these areas. You can't ride a bike through there. Oh my um, gosh. the only way you can get in is at special designated airstrips by mm. hiking or on a pack train, like on a horse. Wow. Um, it, that it's sounds really right interesting. up James's alley. That does it's really interesting
4: alley. the makeup of the state because you've yeah. got two fairly decent metropolitan areas on the south on two separate ends, and then you've got desert in between with okay. some small stuff. Um, and then you've got the upper confluence of it up in the northern Idaho section, which is almost the same thing, like one one major area that's got quite a little bit of uh, um, of like population. But then from there, it kind of spreads out and dissipates. And once you're yeah. out of those three areas, yeah, it's pretty much nothing.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'll tell you what, one thing I will say, northern Idaho, at least what I've seen of it, is gorgeous. Oh, it's beautiful. Go- beautiful forest up there. Uh, the Silver, the Silver, uh, God, what is it? The Silver Mountain Resort.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, oh, you yeah. go up
3: top there it's and have spot. a beer. You know, that's nice, man. That's a beautiful mm-hmm. view up there. It's Fantastic as I a worked, connoisseur and a and a, and very, being very appreciative of the mountains that I am being from Colorado. I was just, I felt at home up there. It's, that's awesome.
4: Yeah. It it's, uh, I worked up off of, uh, up in Sandpoint, which is off of Lake Ponderay and Lake Ponderay is, uh, I believe the deepest lake in North America. Dan, can you correct me on that if I'm wrong?
2: Um, I'm not 100% on that, but, Ponderay is beautiful. Like, of all the North Idaho lakes, I mean, uh, Spirit Lake, really good. Priest Lake. Um, I've just always had a fondness for Ponderay and Sandpoint myself. I I like it. I'm going to check some of this stuff out, guys. The -hmm.
4: point that I was getting at with that is it actually had a naval base where they tested submarines. And there are not very many naval bases that Mm -hmm. are inland that have... Uh, submarine testing. Yeah, okay. a, lake, a
3: lake deep enough to give a yep. submarine an actual decent test. Yeah, no Exactly. Kidding.
2: Yeah, I think uh, I think they mostly rigged up uh, smaller submarines to do like uh, sonar testing in the yeah. thermal layers of the lake. Um, oh, okay. That's the idea. Um, Sounds so much but, cooler
4: when I said it. Why do you have to explain it? <laughs> deeper? Well,
2: you know, whatever. Um, well, what what's cool is um, Farragut State Park is up there, north of Coeur d'Alene um, mm-hmm. not too far from Silverwood theme park. Come join Ooh. the fun. Hey, I've been there. <laughs> they can, they can hook us up with free tickets later. Um, nice. <laughs> and, no big deal. <laughs> and, uh, no Farragut state park actually was um, the big naval boot camp during world war II on the West oh. coast. Oh, wow. What happened was they were afraid the Japanese would attack along the West coast. So they moved the boot camp inland and they did it in Idaho, and they turned that base into a state park. You can go camp there now. It's actually really nice.
3: Yeah. That sounds amazing. And that was entirely a possibility had they gotten our aircraft carriers at that time. Thank God. I mean, yeah. that was oh, yeah. that's a very likely scenario. I mean, because yeah. those... The... <laughs>
2: Jeez. Yeah, we were wide open. Thank goodness the Pacific is huge like that. Yeah. It was the size that saved yeah,
3: they,
6: us, right?
2: Maybe yeah. they, just give, they <laughs> give up.
3: They give up about halfway and said "The heck with this, I'm going home.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, uh, let's just try and get them at midway. did not well, work yeah. out.
4: There, <laughs> there actually was some stories of uh potential Japanese air attacks um up the coast of California coming out of Mexico. Wow. Um, but i don't know like that's one of those things that i read on um, a conspiracy site so i'm not even sure you know, it's they,
2: accurate they <laughs> did uh they did hit oregon with balloon bombs hmm. did they really and they actually yeah um in fact the only civilian deaths in the united states from combat was from one of those balloon bombs someone oh came goodness. across one boom wow. went off yeah Dang,
3: wow yeah learn so, something every day and mm-hmm. I was in the Army. I should have known that. I'm, I should <laughs> be ashamed.
2: Well, what they wanted to do was have the bombs be incendiary and light up the forests there yeah. on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. But uh, none, of them, none of them ever worked out the way they wanted. <laughs> oh, thank goodness.
4: That would have actually been pretty devastating at the time.
2: Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it could have been with not yes. enough men to fight the fires, yeah.
6: hmm
2: So... But All right. Anyway, we digress. Let's get <laughs> let's get back to let's get back I, to the I will game. say so, I will say I have sampled a few
3: episodes so far and I, I noticed you guys digress a lot and I love it. You got a, you got yeah, a great we, chemistry. You got a great yeah, chemistry. We're just, yeah,
2: so. we're just filling in the details that people aren't gonna get from uh, the Idaho show. That way <laughs> these two can be like a perfect little pair. Oh um, you <laughs> we'll, we'll listen to yours to so come over and listen to this, it'll be amazing. Well we'll um, be the
5: cheese if y'all are the wine, okay.
2: <laughs> yeah perfect. <there> you go. <laughs> um, so back to the case of the Lewis Clark Valley murders, the yeah. Civic Theater three, Christina Nelson, Brandy Miller, Stephen Pearsall, yeah. all went missing on the same night yes. from the Lewiston Civic Theater. Yeah. Now uh Chris in your research, did you see any pictures of the place?
5: Of the, the actual Civic Theater? No, I have not seen the pictures uh, of the Civic Theater.
2: So they had it in an old church building. Okay. Uh, big yeah. big stone building. Uh, mm-hmm. Gray stone. Uh, there's a lot of that gray basalt all through that area. Um, So this big gray stone building. Four big, almost like castle-looking corners on it. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, it's. A, I remember as a kid being freaked out by the building. Wow. And I never went in.
6: Oh, um, wow. And I didn't
2: know that three people had gone missing from that building as a kid. But it <laughs> it just freaked me out driving by it. So there's something about that place that is a little messed up. I got to be honest.
3: Yeah, I'm, I guess so. And I do recall in our discussion and during the episode that there were actually found a piece of rope with one of the victims that was traced back to the theater. I was always wondering how they managed that. Y'all
2: remember well, hearing anything about that? Yeah. So check it out. I just watched, um, cold Valley, the uh-huh. investigation discovery channel did a, a two part documentary on the case. Okay. And uh-huh. yeah, the, the, uh, detective, the Assault County detective who's working this cold case on Christina Nelson or on Christina white, excuse me, uh-huh. um, actually compared some of the twine, uh, and she was going through the civic theater building, looking at this stuff. And she's like, wait a minute. Those, uh, hmm. those girls, Christina Nelson and Brandy Miller, their bodies were found in Lataw County way up past Kendrick. Yeah. So the, the person abducted them from the civic theater, drove like 30 miles to dump the bodies. Stephen Pearsall never found. Yeah. No. And, uh, uh, and, it's a really weird case
5: and uh it it was theorized that he the the killer went back because they uh either he went back or the body somehow fell down the embankment into the river so if he did go back it's pretty bold of him to drop the bodies off near the edge of the road and go back because he didn't like the location they were at and to pick them up and drop them down further down the embankment that's uh that's pretty bold yeah
6: Yeah, it it
4: is bold. There is a certain amount of just being up in that area. Uh, you know, what is it? 40, 50 years. I don't even remember what the date was on that one. Um, 20, 30 years later. Um,
5: uh, 70 that one was
2: um, 84. 84? 84. Yeah, so so you, yeah, you'd be up there about 30 years later, Lee. About 30
4: years later. Uh, I don't know. There, it population and, and travel was sparse enough while I was up there. Yeah, where I could see not then, but maybe 30 years prior that somebody might be bold enough to go back to a location just thinking that nobody's going to be there anyway.
6: Yeah.
5: So. Makes and, sense. And, and then have the bad luck of having some random kid just actually find them. I mean, it, it's yeah. one in a million shot right there.
3: And his mm-hmm, hat mm-hmm. got knocked off. That's what happened. He was walking along the trail, and his hat got knocked off and rolled down the embankment. He went down to get it, and that's when he saw him. If he hadn't knocked his hat off, God knows how much longer they'd have actually been there before anybody found him. They
5: probably would have never been found, just yeah. like Steve Parcell. Yeah.
4: yeah. That's crazy. And the well, strange thing about this killer is, like, there's not really an MO. And I think you mentioned that in your episode. Yeah.
3: Um, yeah absolutely.
4: The lack of MO is just strange.
3: Like It's all mm-hmm. over the place. I mean, you got just dumped. You've got the one gal who was chopped into bits and thrown in bags and over a bridge, I believe it was. Yeah,
5: that's uh, Kristen Mm -hmm. David. And uh, you you got two that are that are missing, uh, the Christine White and uh, Steve Parcell. And then you've got the the two women that were found uh, uh, later on who weren't in pieces. They were still intact for the most part. So he 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 never. He never seemed to really uh, hit his stride and find his his so-called, like, uh, M.O.
3: His signature move, like yeah. like the Unabomber yeah. or one of those other crazy fools. But then
5: he just – he he never got a chance to even do that because after that, that was the the, the last of, of the victims. Yeah. I mean, cool. I, there have been others who have been speculated as being part of that, but uh, the, the evidence for that is, is is pretty weak from what I read. Yeah. We'll be right back after
2: this quick break.
3: Hey, you guys! A very Brady podcast. Join host Tack Van Sickle and his guest each week as they hilariously dissect the iconic TV show, The Brady Bunch, one episode at a time.
2: He was so creepy, though. I think I was. He's like, I guarantee you, if they could have really done the show the way they want to do it, like he was gonna have a cup to the door, listening in that night (laughs) in their room. A look back at a simpler time
3: where everything was groovy. So her kids almost wrecked their marriage. Her employee shames her and she like thanks both of them. It's awesome. So grab your potato sack and head out to the backyard for some fun. She's in her own room. What did we tell her about sleeping? (laughs)
4: Like they went and got the entire family for dad to pick her up and put her in her
2: bed two feet away from the desk. And obviously
3: before they did that, they also said family... Go get your bathrobes.
2: Everyone needs to be in a bathrobe. A Very Brady Podcast is available on
3: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere podcasts are
0: available. They have some compromising pictures of Alice that they could have used uh, to blackmail her and keep her there. Um, I've seen those pictures, and Alice is hotter than you think. I'm going to just put that out there and say it. Uh, That blue dress doesn't do justice? No, it does. For, For me, that blue dress does everything far out. You're a bad man, Tack. You're a bad human. There's a lot of weird in this show.
2: It sounds like he's just an opportunist. um, Yeah. um, And strikes when he can, so it's really messed up. Um, There was one in the documentary I watched uh the FBI has a theory that it might have actually been another killer who got Kristen David and that's why the method was so different
6: so different um, gotcha.
2: yeah he there was a fugitive uh who was living out in the Hell's Canyon area on the Oregon side um if you go up river up the Snake River from Lewiston you end up in Hell's Canyon um and it is extremely sparsely populated yeah um mm. And what's crazy about this case, there's different M.O.s, different ages of these victims. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's just so crazy. Yeah, and then not only that, now it's spread out across multiple jurisdictions Mm -hmm. because it's just an odd geographical quirk of this area. You have essentially four counties that come together at almost one spot um, right there. So you have the Whitman County coroner working on Christina, on Kristen, David, you uh-huh. have a County working on Christina white. Yeah. You have the Lewiston police working on the civic theater. That's, yeah. uh, and then Christina Nelson and Brandy Miller's body are found in Latah County. So you've got yeah, Nez Perce County, Latah County, Whitman County, Assotin County. It's just, um, all that is all spread out. Wow. Yeah. And so. I was
3: also wondering if maybe the guy was just from out of state, Dart in do the dirty deed and then dart out but then so, again all three of them disappearing on the same night is really strange so that's just weird yeah. what was the main suspect's name again? I know they was he was he was arrested I believe suspected well, but never yeah, charged
2: yeah. Um, so in the in the documentary I just watched they wouldn't say his name like really? interview people and when they would go to say the guy's name they would cut the film. Oh, they called him, yeah, I know. They just called him the person of interest. Oh, well, you know what? Well, probably of out of
3: respect. He, you know, respect. he's already been, He's already been through the system. They didn't yeah, charge I mean, him. There was no evidence to charge him, so they want to protect his identity. Some crazy crap like yeah. that. But uh, the problem with that I, is you
5: can find it anywhere online
3: easily. Yeah, I yeah, would oh, say
4: yeah. to avoid defamation cases is probably what it was. It took possible. me. It took
2: me ten seconds online to tell you that. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. is. laughs> Hey, yeah, an interesting awesome. thought nice. from me, <laughs> Man, just
4: because it kind of popped into my head a second ago, and I checked the dates. Um, Gary Ridgeway, the Green River Killer, was active between the dates of 1982 and 1998 with confirmed killings. Now, the Green River Killer was on, on the western side of Washington, yeah. but it's only about an eight-hour drive to that area, and yeah there's direct flights from Spokane to, uh, Seattle regularly. Oh, wow. Um,
2: yeah. Um, that was, I think that's mentioned even in the, uh, Wikipedia article on these, uh, killings that they think there might be a connection there. The, it's the just, one that stood out to it, me was the body that was cut no... into
4: pieces and dumped. That's the one that yeah. stood out to me and, um, fit yeah. that MO fairly well.
2: Yeah. All, all circumstantial evidence. I cannot remember the name of that fugitive that they caught in Oregon, uh, who they thought might be, uh, a suspect but he was like extremely violent dude um oh, had yeah had already been convicted of uh rape and murder of a young girl so it, he was a he was not a good dude um and <laughs> and um, sure? one of the witnesses um in the kristen david case said he saw a van with organ plates right um, yeah so maybe maybe it was this guy maybe it wasn't maybe it was the suspicious character, the person of interest, uh, Jeff Voss. We're not making any accusations for legal reasons, but we will say it is suspicious uh, what happened. So, I think a reasonable per- a reasonable person would agree that that is suspicious. His association,
5: I mean, yeah. It just you know when when you have uh, even like a loose connection to uh, like four of the five. Victims. It's it's a little bit fishy, you know. Uh, t- uh, just a tidbit. It's a tiny, <laughs> tiny. Bit. You know, and th- there's a there's a Facebook page dedicated to to the cases, and, and um they call together from uh, various people on, online a a damn near from birth till present day timeline for this main uh, suspect, mm-hmm.
6: and it, it goes wow. into
5: like I- extreme detail. When I found it, I was like. It, it was great, but I was like, I had to cut out, like, half of it because half of it uh, didn't have exact dates. And then it also had information that didn't really kind of fit the narrative of him being the suspect. But it is a very, very long uh, timeline of, of his uh, of his life.
2: Wow. Yeah, they, they interviewed this lady, who, and she is hardcore. Like, she mm-hmm. is on this guy's case. So... <laughs> We, we won't, we won't give him nearly as hard a time. He, he's already getting enough on Facebook. So, oh there yeah, you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but talking about getting away with murder, my personal story actually okay. involves two unsolved murders. Yes. Um, that I yes. just like to touch on really quick. Uh, one was Hazel Martin mm-hmm. in the spring of 1996. She went missing from Princeton, Idaho, mm-hmm. um, I actually, uh, the kids who live in Princeton and Harvard all go to school in Potlatch. No big deal. I was the salutatorian Potlatch class of 2004. No big deal. <laughs> um, I was number two out of 40, 40 kids in my class. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, it's a small, it's a small area. Um, oh yeah. But when, when we were kids, it was really freaky when she went missing, um, because cops were out searching in people's backyards and going through like tree forts and stuff that uh some of our friends had built and stuff like that so it was it was a really wild time and a kind of a freaky story it's in a place yeah. where no one locks their doors um, um to suddenly be like all right maybe tonight turn turn the lock
3: yeah yeah that's a shame too
5: yeah, that 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 is definitely. I mean, it's it's so scary, it's such an eye opener because you 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 grow up in this in this. I grew up in a small town too, uh, in uh, Arizona called uh, Holbrook, and um, you know it's it's the same thing. But then when something like that happens, and you realize you have to start locking your doors, you you start looking in even at your neighbors, kind of like second glances, you know, because you're not sure what anybody's capable of at that point.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then uh, the last case uh, was a gal named T- Tiffany Strelling. Mm-hmm. Um, she was, gosh, like 9, 20, 21, 22 when she went missing uh, from Burley, Idaho. Um, and she was, she was at a friend's house, went to walk home, um, never seen from again until yeah. a few years later they dug up uh, some parts of her out in the desert. Um, yeah, Jeez, and that,
6: man.
2: Yeah, um, and what's so difficult is this area is so spread out and it's so sparse. Um, you, the, a person could be behind a sagebrush, out in the desert, and you just wouldn't see. They could be a few hundred yeah. yards away. Uh, you know, um, there's miles and miles of river. Um, wow. And it just you can't you can't search it all. It's it just can't be done. Yeah.
5: So I mean, we we kind of have that same thing here in Texas. Uh, from uh, oh, yeah. going from San Antonio west all the way to my hometown of El Paso. It's it's nothing but long stretches of pure desert. Mm-hmm. So there's plenty of places to hide bodies out there.
3: Yeah. To let you yeah. know how god awful the drive is from Houston <laughs> to El Paso is halfway to Los Angeles.
5: It's actually the same amount of time. To all in from. one state. Yeah, to go from Houston Ooh. to El Paso is the same amount of time to go from El Paso to California. Yeah, it's nuts. Wow.
2: Yeah, yeah that is. Um, well, that's that the is second nuts. biggest actually...
4: state in the union for you, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, there we
2: yes, go. Sir. Um, we actually drove all the way across it when we moved down here in a U-Haul with a car trailer on the back. Oh. It was not fun, especially no. when we went through Dallas. Oh, <laughs> yes. my God. Oh, We're Lord, going mercy. through the freeway trying to get up there's all these toll roads we were trying to avoid them but yeah screw it once you're there you're there <laughs> that was your choice you didn't go through colorado and and um kansas no. and dude we, you, we, moved went... in, we we moved in january we were oh, like we're gonna okay. go south and we're Good gonna idea. avoid all the snow <laughs> i didn't think about that one I, yeah. I,
6: I
4: went over through colorado and that way down through st louis um to come to the south but
2: yeah well if we'd done it in the summertime like normal people would then yeah that's what we did <laughs> but we're go. not that, normal. that was a
5: problem yeah that's
2: it <laughs> yeah. um so guys we've talked plenty of idaho stuff mm-hmm. filled you in on some of the deets mm-hmm. let's move on to what's coming up on state of fear give us some teasers i'm in mississippi lee's in tennessee what you guys have any thoughts about what's going to be happening out here?
5: No, we actually don't. So uh, we we like I said, we just recorded Louisiana tonight, and so we usually are only one or two states ahead research-wise,
6: mm-hmm. um,
5: and we don't research the topic until about two weeks before we actually record the episode, um, and then even then, we we sp- we spend a few days trying to find. Uh, the
3: story, as we call it. Yeah. It's like, look, you know everybody's yes. heard of this. Everybody's heard of that. Right. This is really cool. Let's try this. And while he's doing that, I'm usually digging up my weird story of the day. Now, my weird stories we try to keep as current as possible. So i I usually look almost night of recording or the day before to find the very latest weird movies, and then I'll <laughs> I mean movies, uh, weird stories. Pardon me. And I'll send the link to him. He'll read. It. He'll say, "Yeah, that sounds cool, great." And then I'll do my story, and he does his thing. So,
5: but I can tell you, it's it's not either of your states. But I am pretty excited for the uh, Missouri episode because it's going to be it's going to be our first two parter because Ooh. Uh, I'm going in. We're going in depth on the Ken McElroy uh, murder that happened in uh, Missouri.
3: And there's entirely too much to cover in
2: a forty-minute show. Yeah.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Now
2: that is intriguing. I like that you guys' first two-parter. Yeah. Um we we did right when we started this season. We did like essentially a three-parter on Bell uh-huh. Witch stories. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was it was a deep dive because um, we did uh, the Bell Witch history, the Holy Water incident, and uh, a little bit on the Bell Witch festival that they do oh, yeah. all together. Yeah. Oh um, wow! So yeah it was really neat uh um, yeah I will get to that got... Oh, yeah, there you go, there I'm, you gonna, go. Get, I'm gonna get to it I, the first one I clicked
3: on was to get off my lawn I, <laughs> I, I like the titles alone just because of just because of uh Grand Torino so I was like oh, I love it yeah, there, you <laughs> go. there
6: you go so yeah um, I, I'm, oh. I
3: I have to be honest I am so busy. I am so taxed from, from sun up to sundown most days of my job yeah. and everything. I'm in the oil and gas industry and it's crunched right now. So we're like being tripled up on oh, right yeah. now. It's brutal. For sure. And uh, so, yeah, it's like I'm just not getting anywhere I'm able to have time to listen to stuff. And so I'm definitely going to be digging into some of your stuff. And what we'll probably do is flip the script and have you guys on State Affair when we get to one of your states. And then we'll oh, see yeah, about do that. It. We'll see about yeah.
2: that. Yeah, we've got, we've got some ideas. We, we're thinking about doing like a maybe like a six-parter just on Mississippi stories. Wow, we're
4: focusing yeah. in on on stories from Mississippi, not yeah. all on one yeah. story. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well. Well. Yeah. We'll probably spread them out throughout the season. Um, yeah, but that's just a little that's a little teaser for next. week. Nice. So awesome. we won't go into it too much. Um, but yeah, we got some stuff we're working on. So, guys, nice. yeah, let's uh, let's start wrapping it up, I guess. All right. Tell us where people can find State of Fear and tell us a little bit more about your other show, too, because okay. people want to hear about that.
5: Well, I'll let James take over the uh, where they can find us because yeah. he does that for every episode anyway. I'm, so social
3: me- I'm the one that gets beat down and do all the social media stuff, at least what little we've got. Um, folks, like I said, they can find us uh, right next to these fine gentlemen on the fourthhand.com network. We are literally everywhere you can listen to a podcast, so whatever your favorite podcast app is, we should be there. We're on YouTube as well. We have a, a, a State of Fear podcast Facebook page and State of Fear Instagram. We avoid Twitter like the plague, and uh, <laughs> you know I, I have no use for that. And then I will turn the other part over to him.
5: All because- right. So uh, what the suck is actually our our inaugural show that was. <laughs> that came out of our love of watching bad horror movies with our ghost hunting group we would get together friday nights and watch a movie or two really bad one and make fun of it very mst3k style um and once the uh the group kind of drifted away from that james and i still had this we have this this deep love for horror period (laughs) good and bad it just so happens there's two and a half million times more bad ones than there are good ones yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so we were like well you know why don't we why don't we start a podcast where we talk about the bad ones because you can go online right now and find horror podcasts and there are a dime a dozen but they all talk about the good ones you know they do full series on like the halloween series or the friday the 13th or you know hereditary any, any of the good movies that people like they're all over the place Mm-hmm. But we couldn't find a single one and talked about the bad ones. And the bad ones need love too, because somebody actually put some time and effort for the most part into these. And um, you know, we have found such appreciation for these movies <laughs> through the last forty some episodes that we've watched or we've done that I think I actually prefer bad ones to good ones now.
3: It, they're, they're extraordinarily entertaining and nothing beats trashing. You know, rotten horror movies while getting plastered. It's just a blast. I don't know what it is. It, it's a blast. I mean, and we had so much fun doing it. And like I said, we encourage people to do it. And we rate all the movies on what we call the turd emoji scale, which uh, if, it's people, inverted. if people listen to some of our episodes, it is inverted. So if you've got a one turd, you've got a gem right there. You've mm-hmm. got like your Jack Frost or your hobgoblins. Those are the better crappy horror movies. Then we have the other extreme of the spectrum, which is the five-turd. And if you got one of those, those are one you watch it one time, and you go step in front of a train somewhere because it's a real piece of work. <laughs> we have garnished, uh, we did garnish what. Uh, it, it, it's th- the
5: very rare, elusive uh, six-turd um, rating that's. So, that, like, as he mentioned, part, part of this is that we want people to watch these movies. These movies we need to be watched to at least once. But we have had a couple that have been so bad that um we honestly cannot um uh recommend them at all.
3: They had no real horror factor to them. There's They're a waste of time.
5: Zero oh. value in them. So we had to we had to come up with a <laughs> sixth turd because they were so bad that we we yeah. don't even don't even look at the title of the movie. It's just that bad. <laughs> it's only been like oh, 2 though. No. <Sorry>.
2: i'm just
4: imagining a show that's like just so bad that you're just like no
3: no (laughs) you know how many many shows we've ended my mouth is just hanging open what in (laughs) the living hell did we just watch but we've gotten so used to it that it's it's just commonplace you know so we're like hey man it's great
5: i also i also love the fact that you know, when when you when you hear about a, a horror movie that's making the rounds and it's getting praise and you get excited to watch it, there's that anticipation. And then at least for me, um, I've been watching horror since I was like uh, five. And so, you know, seven times out of 10, it doesn't live up to that. So there's that that depression that is not as good as I had hoped or I had heard with these movies, there's absolutely no anticipation or no expectation. So we go in flatlined and sometimes we get like fives and sixes and it's exciting, y'all.
3: Oh
2: yeah. <laughs> Very nice. And, and, dude. and
3: like I said, and your trailer has had the uh the privilege or the misfortune, whichever <sighs> this... way you want to put it. Of leading some of these wonderfully crappy movies.
5: Yeah, so if, if you ever had a week where you had a dip in 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 listens or downloads, it's probably because you were on What the Suck in
2: the trailer. So <laughs> getting that promo out there. Oh, wow. that's right. That's right. Sharing the love, Ben. Uh,
6: dude,
2: that's awesome. You now, you guys, I love What the Suck because I love those types of movies too. Yeah. Um, and a bunch of them that you guys have reviewed, I've never watched but i honestly i thought you guys were a little too hard on ed wood right oh. I, I, I love those ed wood movies because they're so just bonkers and like the pie plate ufo's crack me up every time
5: oh yeah uh, ed wood is great when when he's when he's good ed wood it's like nick cage he's it's good when it's good nick cage but when yeah. it's bad ed wood it is it, nothing can save edward when it's bad edward
2: yeah and uh, you know what i haven't seen all of it i i didn't see the the one with the cross dressing i don't know i haven't seen all of it <laughs> um, yeah dude i love that stuff it's just so uh, anything that's so bad it's good is good to me um yeah. like the gingerbread I mean. man i remember that one it stuck uh. out to me like uh. you guys had me cracking up i've never seen that movie but now I'm going to.
3: Abuse is the man. I'm gonna tell you what that dude is something else.
5: No, they, they, he definitely he he's also like Nick Cage. When he's good, he's good. When he's bad, he's absolutely trash, so
2: <laughs> no, we love it. Um well Lee, we have spoken about all our cool stuff here, I think. Do you have any final thoughts for us, my man?
4: No, I I really love your guys' show, and I just want the listeners to hear. Dan's been talking you up all night. Um, State of Fear has become a regular on my uh, paranormal uh, listen list, and uh, my list keeps getting longer and longer with this fourth hand media network. Yeah, it's hard to keep up anymore,
3: <laughs> amen. Yeah, to that. And true. likewise, if I may, real quick, inject a uh, a compliment to you two gentlemen. Like I said, your chemistry is outstanding, your knowledge. Is first rate. Uh, I've listened to you covering the stuff. I'm sitting there going, man, these guys know. And and you and you carry on a great conversation. You don't sound fake. You don't sound scripted. You're solid. Fact-based, good stuff, man, and we appreciate you. We're not scripted, so that helps. There so, yeah. you go, man. So that's so I'm saying. Thank
2: you, thank you. We try we try not to be childish and misinformed, but evidently that comes across some people. Well, let me do say
5: that uh, I do enjoy those moments on the show when you guys are childish and misinformed, because then I feel no. like I have someone in the room that's along the same mental level as me.
2: <laughs> I know.
6: What uh, stuff? Uh, Let's uh,
2: just talk. <laughs> Yeah, butts. Lee loves his butt stuff jokes. <laughs> uh, you know, like We're dads. We put in a lot of groaner jokes, like about just some bad ones. Um, so we're throwing a lot at the wall, see what sticks. But we do love 4th Hand. Um, we love being part of the network. Guys, go to fourthhandcom slash shows. You can see all of it. Um, Lee, is there any 4th Hand show that you're listening to right now besides... State of Fear and what the suck that you'd like to plug real quick.
4: Oh, I'm I'm gonna have to look. Like you're killing me on this. I have too many. <laughs> I know, oh, so man. many shows on there. You know what? Inhuman Experience. I've been listening to them a little bit lately, and they're great. They're right on the same kind of par as as us and and State of Fear telling those those crazy stories out there at Fortiana and um just weird um creepy macabre macabre stuff um, yeah they got some great voices there too
2: <laughs> yeah i know see and that's one of the things that makes state of fear i think so good is uh chris and james's voices together are pretty good james <laughs> has kind of got the deeper thing going on chris has kind of got a little bit of the nerdier thing going on with the oh research. yeah that's for sure <laughs> uh, yeah 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 it it pairs up really well and then Inhuman experience with Bobby Blades and Bobby Anthem, Anthem's voice is just out of this world. Um, (laughs) It's it's one of those deep voices that no one can really emulate. And uh, his his ace, his number one, his inhuman Bobby Blades is a pretty cool dude, too, so. We'll go with those guys. Um, And then shout out to Tom, Cat, and Juan doing Strange Wands. God, that cracks me up every time. That's great.
0: Yeah.
2: Sometimes I just listen to the first five minutes for the intro just because it cracks me up. (laughs) Strange Wands. It does every time. I love those shows, but it's so hard to
4: keep up with the entire time.
2: Dude, those guys, those guys go on and I love it. It's just, um, you know, I'm living vicariously through them, you know, they're young guys. Uh, Tom cats out smoking weed drinking party and rapping like pops <laughs> to hip man um, no way I could do that anymore I'm like mowing my lawn in my new balances and then going to grill some hamburgers you know what I mean <laughs> so I don't I don't get to live that life anymore <laughs> so, <laughs> to make Dan feel better
4: dad. I discovered the white claw don't give me hangovers like anything else so oh, I oh <laughs> jeez <laughs> Everything else now gives me hangovers, so White like, oh, Claws is okay. apparently my go-to. <laughs> yeah. See, there you go. There's
2: no laws when you're drinking the Claws. Yeah, there you go, man. <laughs> so, James, Chris, it's been real. This was an awesome time. Um, I think we should do it again. and yes, Yeah, maybe we'll do it again for Mississippi or Tennessee on State of Fear. So, guys, uh, stay tuned to State of Fear on all your major pod catchers you can find us at beyond terrestrial uh beyond terrestrial.com beyond terrestrial on facebook at beyond t pod on twitter we're all over the place they're all over the place check us out if you if you don't remember anything fourthhand.com slash shows just five five. do it just go yeah that's right just go yeah
5: Well, thanks, guys. We we really appreciate being on. This has been so much fun and fantastic, and uh, I am definitely looking forward to doing it again, hopefully soon.
3: And it's nice to meet y'all face-to-face, gentlemen. Great show. Keep up the great work. We'll keep listening. Thank you for having us on, and you gentlemen have one hell of a great evening.
4: for listening to Beyond Terrestrial Podcast you can check us out on Apple Pod Google Play and other major podcast
2: platforms and if you want to keep up with the show goings on like us on Facebook follow us on Twitter at Beyond T Pod that's beyond the letter T Pod.
4: And as always, you can get all of that information as well as show notes and episodes as they come out on BeyondTerrestrial.com. That's
2: right, we got the dot com. And if you want to help out the show, give us five stars on Apple Podcasts or a like and a review wherever you listen to Beyond Terrestrial.
6: You've been listening to a 4th time joint. We'll